Hi, welcome to the Growth Mindset Gal podcast with your host, me, Allie Brooke. In this podcast, we'll be discussing self-care routines, mindset practices, and mindfulness habits. We'll combat the stigma around mental health in order to create a safe and open community for people to connect and not feel alone. Focus on your mindset rather than your situation. It's a game changer. Grow your mindset and look how far you'll go. Hi, guys, and welcome back to the Growth Mindset Gal podcast with your host, me, Allie Brooke. Happy Mindful Monday, everybody. It is back to me and the mic. Hello, everyone. I've missed you. It's just you and I. How's it going? How's it? How's everything? How you doing? I hope you're doing well. And I absolutely loved having all uh, my wonderful guests come on to like it's crazy. It's like June, July, August, and most of September. I had amazing, wonderful guests with beautiful conversations that we had. But I'm also super excited just to be back with, you know, just you and me, me and the mic, you guys listening. And again, thank you guys so much for listening, whether it's on your hot girl walk, whether you're at the gym, whether you're doing work, whether you're doing some laundry, doing the dishes, whether you are just vibing in your room, whether you're studying, whatever you're doing, like, thanks for listening to me just gap, you know? I super duper appreciate all the love and support. Again, like I always say, I always like to start the episode just with gratitude because you guys mean the world to me. Like you guys listening and sharing on your stories and DMing me and letting me know like the episodes that impacted you, leaving reviews on Apple Podcasts. It's literally just so warm and just welcoming and beautiful to see. And I, that's why I love, I'm so excited just to hop on and, <laughs> and talk to you guys. So I'm um, a little quick update. We started the new school year, year six. Can you guys believe it? Jeez. I've been doing this since I was 23. <laughs> year six. Here we go. And so far this year, it's been pretty good. I mean, uh, we're going into, we just had our first full week of school. Your girl is tired. I'm recording this on Saturday before the Monday episode comes out. Your girl is tired. Like today I woke up and I had such big plans today. I was like, I'm going to wake up. I'm going to read my book. I'm going to go to the gym. I'm going to go get my nails done. I'm going to go food shopping and then uh, Nate and I are going to go on a little date because this is our year anniversary living together. Like we had all these plans. <laughs> Your girl is tired. So we didn't get all those things done, which is okay. I listened to my body and I woke up, I had some coffee. I'm reading Book Lovers, by the way, which is like a phenomenal book so far. Already in love with um, Book Lovers. Highly recommend if you're interested. And uh, then... We went to the diner to get some breakfast because you can't go food shopping on an empty stomach. Did that a few times and it's just, it's it's not a wise <laughs> decision. So we went and we got breakfast. Then we did food shopping, which is always such a to-do. Like it's my least favorite thing in the world to go food shopping. I, I, I know these days I can because I go to Stop and Shop. You can like pre-order your groceries and they do it for you and then you just go pick it up, which I feel like... <laughs> I want you so bad. But I'm like, wow, that's just like so millennial of me to just like order my groceries. Like, let me just go and do it. It's really not 
the actual grocery shopping, it's the preparation for the grocery shopping. Like looking through your fridge, planning the meals, and like especially planning dinner because like you know you get sick and tired of making the same old dinners, but you want to be healthy, but you also want to be, you know, budget friendly and all these things. I it's so funny. I always tell all my friends all the time, like, you know what the the biggest thing about moving out? I'm like grocery shopping and then making the dinners. Like it's not it's not a vibe especially for when you planned the dinner and then like it's the day of and you're like oh, I really don't want this <laughs> like, I really don't but you know you make it because you bought it and it's already defrosted that's the worst too when you're like oh dang it's already defrosted so like I have to eat it that's why I've learned the beautiful thing of if you're gonna defrost the meat take it out of the freezer and then you put it especially chicken you put it in the fridge first and then like they can chicken can last in the fridge for like two days. So if I don't want the meal that day, I could just I'll be like, you know what? I'll just make it tomorrow. I'll get out. I'll get some food out, you know, today where I used to like take like a pleb. I used to take out the chicken from the freezer the morning of and I leave the house at like 6 a.m. And, you know, obviously it's completely defrosted on the counter by the time I'm going to be making it. And then so if you don't want it, you, you have eating, you have no choice. And then I discovered you could put it in the fridge and it lasts a little longer, like hashtag adulting. Sorry about my, <laughs> that was a rant. I'm sorry. Cause I went food shopping today. So I was like, dang. And then Nate and um, a bunch of his friends, they called and they're like, Hey, like, let's go out. And so he hasn't seen these friends in like a super long time. And I was like, yo, go out, have a grand old time. Um, we can do dinner like another time. And he was like, no, like I have time before I like I go out into the city. Let's go get dinner. So Nate and I, we went and got dinner, had some salmon, delicious. But now I'm like, you know, in that food coma where I'm just like exhausted, like physically, like clearly not mentally, like obviously mentally I'm ready to go here. But physically I'm sitting here like, whoo girl is tired. She is T-red. But here I am talking to you guys. Hello. <laughs> Hello, Growth Mindset Gang. And so let's refocus here. And I am so excited for the part one series of the five-part mini-series book club of your 20s. Jessica Smith, the author, and I are super excited for this wonderful collaboration. I am so excited to dive into this book with you guys because Jessica, she, I think she commented on one of my um, episode posts and she was like, Hey, like, I think this is a great episode. I think I have my book that would really like be great with your audience. And it was so funny because I already had her on like my Goodreads list for like a while now for the year 20s book. And so we DM'd each other and then we hopped on Zoom. And we're like, let's do a collaboration. Because I was like, your book is literally perfect for my audience. Hello, the millennials. We're in our 20s trying to figure out life. This book <laughs> is about figuring out your life. And I've been reading the book. And it's just, it's so great how, Jessica, how she writes. It's just so friendly and welcoming. It's like reading advice from like a great girlfriend. And her advice is just so like simple and effective and not so outside and so far reaching out of the box that us everyday women cannot obtain these wonderful goals. So I am so excited to dive into part one today, which is all about self-love. I am so pumped to talk to you guys about it. And if you haven't already done so, linked in my show notes and also my Instagram bio at the Growth Mindset Gal. Okay. 
you guys can get the book, Your 20s, signed and delivered to you straight from the author herself, Jessica Smith. So she signs the book for you and then mails it to you personally for 15% off. The link is in the show notes. It is such an amazing offer. Like when we made this collaboration, I was like, this is great. This is fantastic. And you can get the book for 15% off this whole time of the book club. It started um, September 5th because we were, you know, pre-prepping everybody to get ready. And then you can get the book for 15% off all the way till Sunday, um, October 16th, which is the Sunday before the last um, part five of this book club mini series. So get the book, read it along with me. It's so great. It's a quick, nice read. It's not like one of those self-development books, which is like daunting and there's all these pages to read and you're just like, feel it, <laughs> feel like it's too much information to take in. Cause I know sometimes self-development books can really be like that. No, this book is just straight to the point. And it's just real life advice that we can just hone in to our everyday lives. Also linked in the show notes and plus on LinkedIn, my bio on Instagram is the book club Slack account. What is a book club without some discussion about the chapters that we're reading? Hello. So what you guys are going to do, you want to join the conversation. The author, Jessica Smith, is also in the Slack account. So the link is in my show notes. You click on it. You probably have to download Slack if you don't already have it. It's free. It's fantastic. You join the channel. And throughout the week, you listen to the episode on Monday and throughout the week, we can just have great conversations about each part that, you know, that we're reading. So join the Slack account, join the conversation, get your book for 15% off, start reading along. It's such an amazing book. I, I read it so fast. I'm almost done with it. And each part, I'm just like zooming through it because once I start reading, I am just sucked into it. So let's talk about getting sucked into it. Let's get into this episode talking about part one, self-love. Here we go. Hey, Growth Mindset Gang. Have you ever been super overwhelmed, anxious, or stressed in your life due to maybe your job, your relationships, your friendships, your family, and you have all this inner turmoil and it can seem like there is no way out? I felt that way. I remember when I was on the train to work one day and I had this super influx of anxiety and I didn't even know where it was coming from. And I would talk to my friends and family and significant others about it, but I needed something more. I needed to talk to a professional. And so I started going to therapy because I realized I shouldn't live like this and neither should you. So today's sponsor is brought to you by BetterHelp which is here to help you. BetterHelp offers licensed therapists who are trained to listen and help you. Talk to your therapist in a private online environment at your convenience. There is a broad range of expertise in BetterHelp's 20,000 plus therapist network that gives you the access to the help that may not be available in your area. You just need to fill out a questionnaire to help assess your specific needs, and then you get matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. That is two days, you guys. 
Then you schedule a secure video and phone sessions. Plus you can exchange unlimited messages and everything you share is completely confidential. I actually used BetterHelp when I started my therapy journey. It was one of the first options I looked at because I felt like I was so busy all the time. When would I have time to go to find a therapist and then go to therapy? And I remember I took a very simple questionnaire and they matched me with a therapist. She was super helpful and useful. And I was able to text her whenever I was feeling anxious. And I was like, this is amazing. Right? And I know therapy can be a little intimidating at first and it kind of feels like dating and you kind of go through the different aspects and motions of it. But with BetterHelp, if you're not feeling the therapist that they gave you, they will switch it up and find someone better for you. So it takes the stress from you with finding a therapist that works. And you can request a new therapist at no additional charge at any time. So join the 2 million plus people who have taken charge of their mental health with an experienced BetterHelp therapist. And let me tell you, from my own experience with therapy, it is so amazing to talk to a professional about your anxiety and have them kind of go through specific scenarios and conversations with you so you don't feel alone. And they give you helpful tools in order to take on and combat your overwhelm, your anxiety, and your stress. Because you guys know, we shouldn't be living like this and we shouldn't be living stuck in our own heads and we should enjoy life. And talking to a professional can definitely help with us to switch our perspective and grow our mindset. You can get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash the growth mindset gal. That's betterhelp.com slash the growth mindset gal. That link is going to be in my show notes. And if you're interested in therapy, this would be a beautiful, wonderful first step to see if this can work for you. And I hope you guys enjoy these services that it provides. And I hope that it helps you in your mindset journey. All right, guys, let's let's get into it here. So Jessica starts off her part one of self-love in this book. She starts up with such a great quote, so I want to read it to you guys. The quote is, you are not a drop in the ocean. You are the entire ocean in one drop by Rumi. Like the minute I opened up the page, I was like, dang, that is so true. Self-love, let me tell you guys, is it's literally a skill. It really is. Unfortunately, we come into this world really accepting ourselves and then just the way society just is, which we know, really makes us question our self-love, our self-worth, and we forget how to take care of ourselves because we want self-love and validation from external sources, whether it be our family, our friends, our significant others, our job. We want self-love, which is weird because it's self-love. We want it from other people, other things. So what Jessica really focuses on in part one is how to fall in love with yourself again and how to trust yourself again, which is beautiful. She calls it's really cool. She calls yourself your nestness. So like it's my alley ness, if you will. So like your intuition, your gut feeling, your self-connection is your ness. And she keeps saying, what is your ness telling you to do, right? What is your intuition? Because we're heavily disconnected. Don't you feel like you're constantly just 
second guessing yourself all the time and you have a really tough time making decisions and you're just like, where, how do I even get back to myself, Allie? How do I even do this? And I think that Jessica really just brings in just some really great tips. So what she says in part one is she calls it the wellness, if you will, essentials, which I heavily agree with. She says, you do not earn self-love. You practice it and prioritize it. Just because no one tells you to add self-love in your list of the real world responsibilities doesn't mean you should ignore it. Making a conscious goal to stay present can help keep you from worrying about yesterday or the future, tripping about tomorrow. She then says, our breath is a sacred gift and a powerful way to instantly ground ourselves. I'm just turning the page with all this wonderfulness. And it's so important to realize that I love the first thing she even said was you don't don't have self-love. It's a skill you need to develop because once you're an adult, you have all these responsibilities. You need to pay bills. You need to take care of others. You need to make sure that you're, you know, doing your responsibilities at work, making sure you're taking care of people in your inner circle, whether it be your friends and family. No one ever tells you, oh, also, by the way, when you become an adult, make sure to take care of yourself. No one ever says that. You realize that? No one ever tells you? And you're probably thinking, okay, Allie, how, how do I take care of myself? What are, what are the first steps that I can do? I'm completely lost because I'm burnt out because I need to take care of everyone around me, right? And basically what Jess says in the book is to make sure – because, you know, we have so many things going on in our life, right? We have to make sure we have – responsibilities with work, school, friends, she even says Facebook, Instagram, our hobbies, TV, shopping, Snapchat, family, going out, exercising, even making out. We have all these responsibilities. And then we have all these pressures of those responsibilities where she says, you know, we're always 24 seven connected. We always have to be the best, but then we're never enough. Like we have all this pressure. We always have to be productive, being better, bigger, faster, stronger. And we always have this competition, urgency, never turning off the FOMO, right? We're constantly just like running rampant. Where's their time for self-love? Where is it? So she really emphasizes in the book, we need to slow down. We need to make sure that we take time for ourselves, and take time to relax, connect with ourselves, connect with our breath. And it's very important to carve out time for yourself, even if it's just the quiet morning coffee. You know what I'm saying? And once you start slowing down, my friends, then you have the time to reconnect with yourself, which is such a a crucial thing. I also agree that it's very important to take time for yourself in the morning and at night. Those are the two big times, the start of your day and the end of the day. The start of the day, you slow down, right? To make sure you have your intentions set for the day, 
And then at night you slow down in order to reflect, hey, did I take time to take care of myself today? Because what's going to happen is you're going to run yourself dry. You're probably, you might be already there. I'm sure you are. I was there last school year where I did not prioritize self-care and I felt like I was always running around, always trying to be the best. And because I was always running around trying to be the best, I lost my intuition. I lost the trust in myself that I'm always going to figure it out and I know what I'm doing because I was constantly disconnected from myself because I wasn't slowing down. Which dives me into the next part of self-love is she says thriving in self-trust. And she talks about this because she moved from her hometown in the United States to New Zealand because something was tugging at her to move to New Zealand. She had no idea why, not a clue. And then it just kept coming back to her and coming back to her in different signs and I'll get into it. And then she finally moved to New Zealand and it was one of the best decisions that she ever made because she trusted that tug, that push. And you're probably thinking, okay, Allie, well, I slowed down. How do I know the tug? How do I know the push? How do I know that's my intuition? And Jessica was really into meditation and breaking down what you need to do. So here's what she says. She says, sit comfortably on a chair or on the floor. Crisscross your legs or leave them straight if you're more comfortable. Sit straight up with your neck in line with your spine. Imagine the top of your head being pulled up by a string. Elongate your entire body with the crown of your head reaching for the sky. Relax your arms and place your hands gently on your lap or on each knee. Start by sitting peacefully for one to three minutes, focusing entirely on your breath. Okay? So you're sitting down, great posture, focusing just on your breath. Okay? Taking deep breath in. Then all of a sudden, thoughts are going to come into your head, right? And that's why people kind of stray away from like meditation. You think you have to like just sit there and like not let any thoughts creep in. That's the point of meditation is so you can sort out your thoughts so you can see what that tug is all about. It's a chance for you to slow down and get the mental clarity. So it's really crucial for you to let those, you know, thoughts in. And she's funny with her thoughts. She's like, you know, her thoughts would come in. What am I eating for lunch? When will the bachelor broadcast in New Zealand? You know, she goes, is it going to rain today? Should I bring my umbrella? Should I not bring my umbrella? Like, like all those thoughts would come into her head while she meditated. But she's like, you have to let them, right? Go through the junk of the monkey mind that people call it, right? All the different thoughts swirling around your head to get to that mental clarity, right? And she moved to New Zealand, And it was one of the best decisions of her life. She had that tug. She was in New Zealand for a little bit. And then she had another tug, which was interesting. The tug was to go back home. And she couldn't figure out why. Why would I go back home? I literally was tugged here to New Zealand. Why am I going to go back home? What's the point? But she kept feeling this tug. But she didn't know what it was trying to tell her. So she sat. She did the meditation. And 
she referenced the amazing spiritual book called A Course in Miracles, by the way. Highly suggest that book as well. And when she was done kind of sorting out all the, the monkey mind questions, she said to herself, Dear Jess Ness, where would you have me go? What would you have me do? What would you have me say and to whom? I trust and I know I'm being guided. That's what she kept saying throughout her meditation. Again, where would you have me go? What would you have me do? What would you have me say and to whom? And trust, I know I'm being guided. And when she was doing this meditation multiple times, there's a clear message that she heard and it said it was time to go home, right? Time to leave New Zealand and go back to her home in the United States. And it's, you might be like, whoa, like what? <laughs> but in that state of self-trust, right? It is your inner voice that's giving you those messages. And I think a lot of us shift away from that because we're like, oh, that's woo-woo, you know, that's spirituality, woo-woo-ness, that's not real or, or whatever. But that's what's blocking you is the judgment, the fear, or even especially the fear of what that message is going to be, right? When you like get all the nonsense out of the way and your intuition tells you something, you're afraid of what the intuition is going to tell you. And when I was to connect to Jess, when I was very nervous about something over the summer having to do with my job, I let my anxiety really just get the best of me. And I kept writing in my journal and I kept sitting with myself and meditating and not too much, but just really just sitting down and quiet. And this inner voice, this inner tug, the clear message I kept hearing was, you're going to be okay. You're going to be fine. Trust the process. You're going to make it. Don't worry. That's basically what it kept saying every time I journaled about what I was worried about with the job situation. Um, every time I thought about it and like the anxiety, you know, creeped up, the voice was saying, you're going to be fine. Don't worry about it. You are taken care of. That's the voice. That's the trust. You need to trust yourself. And it's funny because when Jess got that tug of, you need to move back to New Zealand, she heard that voice, you need to go home. She didn't believe it at first. She was like, this makes no sense to me. But it's funny that the universe works in mysterious ways. And she kept getting signs of, you need to go home. So her signs were, in the lyrics to songs, the messages on billboards, she said something was said on the radio in a friend's story, a, a post on Facebook, um, what would come up during a journal session, a random quote, eavesdropping on someone else's conversations. You hear, you see, you feel these signs. When you sit with yourself and you start to trust yourself, meaning you're trusting the universe in the guidance of your path. That's when you start to see the signs. 
But then you're like, okay, I'm starting to see these signs. This is great. Maybe this is the, the decision I need to make. But then your ego gets in the way. The fear, the anxiety gets in the way. It got in the way of Jess. It was like, you're crazy for moving back home. You just moved here. You have a beautiful life here. What are you doing? Right? And whatever situation that you're going through, right? You're listening and you're like, okay, I meditated with myself. I heard a message of doing this or trust this or go here or whatever that it was for you, right? And you're seeing the signs all over the place, like synchronicities where you're seeing like angel numbers, lyrics, cardinals, whatever that you believe in, right? But then all of a sudden you're like, okay, I'm going to take the leap of whatever direction I need to go to, whether it's a new job, a move, a new relationship, whatever it is. Then all of a sudden the comfort of fear takes over and they go into, what are you crazy? What are you doing? People are going to judge you. That's such a bad idea. You know, everything under the sun. What is your family going to think? What are your friends going to think? But at the end of the day, what is, what is your body and your mind and your soul telling you? And she has two steps when you're kind of like in that space of, okay, I got the signs, I got the message, but I feel really stuck, right? I'm trusting my intuition of going the next step that I need to go to. And she says something really cool that I love. She said, in order for the universe to do its thing, you have to do yours. Think of it as a meeting at halfway. So here's the, the steps. She says, step number one, listen and tune into your nest, right? So that means your intuition. Listen to what your intuition is trying to tell you. That's step one. Okay. Step two, make a plan to take action. Because here's the thing, you'll get your signs, you'll get your intuition, and then you're in your thoughts, right? And then you stay there too long in your thoughts. You stay there way too long, and then all of a sudden, your fear, your ego talks you out of it. No, no, no. You have to hear the message, make the plan. You hear me? Hear the message, take the plan. Because if you stay in the thoughts too long in the decision-making, you're going to get stuck there and then it's never going to happen, right? So for example, okay, for me, an intuition, a tug has been pulling me to start a life coaching business for a few months now. And it was tugging me because I've been interviewing amazing, wonderful, fantastic life coaches that you've heard on the podcast, right? And I was listening and I loved like hopping on Zoom and doing these interviews with these amazing women. And I loved the feeling of having a fantastic conversation where we helped each other in some way, right? And I'm a teacher. So life coaching and teaching are very similar things, right? The motivator, the inspiration, the mentor, right? I feel like I do life coaching on this podcast, right? I've been doing it with you guys for over a year and a half, right? So I had a tug. I had an intuition. And so it kept tugging me and tugging me. I was like, I need to take action. I need to do it. And it was funny because I was thinking about it. And then I got a DM from this girl, Emily Jane, who I've been following for a while. She also has a podcast. She makes great content. I got a DM from her. We started talking about her podcast, my podcast. And she asked me, is the podcast a passion project? Do you want to build something off of it? And I said, hey, like, yeah, this is kind of, 
you know, a passion project, but, you know, I really want to expand it in some way of kind of diving into life coaching. And she said, oh, that's like fantastic. I help people become life coaches. And we hopped on a discovery call and now she's my mentor. And I've been working with her for probably almost two months now, hopping on every other Tuesday, hour long coaching sessions on how to be a life coach, how to set up my business, taking, you know, being involved in her courses and her other chats and her other resources and things like that. And it's been such a wonderful and fun experience to learn a new skill and dive into another, you know, uh, aspect or portion of my life, expanding from education, expanding from the podcast and starting a life coaching business, which I am so excited to eventually start and share with you guys. That was the tug. And so then I had the DM and that was, hey, I can mentor you to be a life coach because that's what was kind of stopping me. It was like, I have no idea how to even start a business or be a life coach. Like, where do I even start? And then I got that DM, that tug, the tug, guys, the tug. And my body was like a full yes when I had the discovery call with her. A full yes, like do it. And then I, you know, sent her all the contract stuff and all those things because I was like, I told her, I was like, listen, I'm just going to do this stuff now while we're on the call because I feel like if I jump off this call and then I'm stuck in my thoughts, I'm going to say no to this. So I'm just, we're diving in and it's been so much fun expanding in that way. That was my plan of action. Okay. We're doing it. I got a mentor. Here we are. Don't stay stuck. And Jess brings up, which is beautiful that she says, sometimes it's not until you let something go to see how much it impacted your life. When she says like making the big change and trusting your intuition. Her big change was moving back home from New Zealand because she built a life in New Zealand. It's so important because we don't take the next leap because we're comfortable. We don't want to let certain people go, certain locations go, certain jobs go. We don't want to let go of, you know, our old identities, give or take. And we don't realize how much something is going to impact our lives, like she said, until we let go. Because when you're holding on to something because you're afraid of the change or you're afraid of the failure and you are afraid of the judgment you're going to get because you trusted yourself. And that's kind of all you got. Like people are like, Oh, why are you making this change or taking this leap of faith in your life? And you're just like, well, my intuition is really tugging me that way. And people are like, huh, your intuition. <laughs> okay. Okay. Jan. Sure. Jan. Right. And then you feel kind of stupid. You're like, Oh my but that's the problem. The best thing you can listen to is your intuition, what your body's telling you, what your mind is trying to lead you towards, where your thoughts are leading you towards. And what's stopping you is the reactions that you're going to get from people, right? Because think of all the things we would do if we just trusted ourselves and didn't really care what other people thought, but I understand that caring what other people think is like a big aspect of our life. And so she goes on to say with self-trust, I knew deep down there was a bigger reason to go than one of the ones I shared with my friends. The universe was testing my ability to trust. Trust all would be okay 
even if I didn't have every detail figured out. Trust my own inner voice of wisdom, even if no one else was on board. Trust that my justness wouldn't let me down. The universe is a funny thing. And I love that she said that. The universe is a funny thing because in order to grow, you need a test, right? Think about school. In order to grow and learning your academics, you were tested on what you know. And the earth is a school. I've always said this. Earth is a school. We come here. Our souls come here to learn and grow, right? And so the universe sends us these challenges, these hard decisions, these big changes, because it's testing. Did we learn to trust ourselves, to trust the universe, to trust our inner wisdom, And if you keep not trusting yourself and you're trying to make decisions based on external voices, you're going to keep feeling indecisive and unsure and feeling no self-love or self-validation because you keep seeking elsewhere. You keep seeking love from other people, validation from other people because you're not learning the lesson of trusting yourselves, my loves. You're not listening, okay? And it's like Jess said before, it's not just something you figure out. You're like, oh, I love myself now. Oh, I trust myself now. No, no, no. You have to practice this every day in your thoughts and your intentions and your actions. And there's going to be days where you don't like yourself. There's going to be days where you don't trust yourself. That's why it's called a process. And it's your 20s. we got a whole decade to work on this supposedly, right? And you know, that's not the reality, but just in saying the twenties is where we, we really start figuring it out. So I love that she says that you need to learn the skill to trust yourself and not get caught up in the past, not get caught up in the worries of the future and simply be present. And speaking of, she literally just took the words out of my mouth. She said that self-trust doesn't come in a pill, nor is it a super quick fix. Learning to trust is a process. It starts when you get real with yourself. Beautiful, right? And you're probably thinking, okay, how do I get real with myself? And here's the reminder. Listen and tune in to your intuition. What is it telling you? Is it guiding you to do something? What are you being called to pay attention to? She then says again, plan and take inspired action. Depending on your personality, you will either jump right in or make a plan first. Either method is fine, right? When you're taking that next step. She then goes to say, reoccurring messages are divine and safe to trust. So those are our signs, right? When you follow your intuition, regardless of not knowing any of the hows or the whys, you're always guided to the people, places, and things that are going to be best for you. The more you tune into your intuition, the easier it will be to make decisions on your own and feel confident about it too. The most important thing you can do as a part of your self-love practice is to embrace self-trust. It's never too late to begin a relationship with trust in your intuition. Like, 
hello, here we are. Self-trust really builds the connection to self-love. How do we get to self-trust? Slowing the heck down and connecting and making space to then reconnect with ourselves. The next step she talks about, which I love and I really want to get into more to self-love is dating yourself, dating yourself. I think it's such a fun and creative way because you're like, okay, if I slow down and I start to trust myself again, how do I feel love? How do I connect with myself? How do I rebuild the connection? You need to date yourself. And you're probably thinking, you're listening right now, okay, Allie, how on earth do I date myself? Let me tell you. Here's some of what Jess talks about self-love dates. She says, choose a self-love quote, sentence, or affirmation. You can either make it yourself or find one online. And every morning, stand in front of the mirror and look yourself in the eyes and read it to yourself. You know what mine is? Mine is, and I've said this before, no one can make you feel inferior without your consent by Eleanor Roosevelt. That is always my go-to quote. You can use it if you want. I tell my students this all the time. They love it. No one can make you feel inferior without your consent. She then goes on to say, write yourself a love letter and read it to yourself each night before bed. That's beautiful. I kind of do that with journaling. Use for number three, use a reminder app on your phone or computer and to send little love notes to yourself, set them up to go off at different times throughout the day. Each one reminding you about something you love about yourself. Beautiful. I love that. I'm going to start doing that. I really think that's amazing. Number four, before you go to bed, write three things for which you are proud of yourself from that day. So your accomplishments, moments of bravery, your improvements, all of those beautiful and wonderful things. She then goes on to say, um, do a brain dump. I do this a lot with journaling. When you wake up, write out everything that's on your mind, things you worried about, mad about, angry, embarrassed, situations, people, et cetera. Get it all out and onto paper, then rip it up and throw it away. I've done the brain dumps are one of my favorite journal prompts to do. I do them. Uh, usually on Saturdays or Sundays, depending on the weekend. And I just brained them for 10 minutes, you know, how my week was, do like a little reflection. And it's a nice way to just like let everything out, everything that I was feeling, whether it was good or bad, and have a nice chance to reflect on myself. So those are some beautiful ways to send your mind some love that she talks about. She then goes on to talk about body love dates, which I think is so nice because it's really important. Self-love is in the mind, but it's also in the body as well because the mind and body are connected. We know this. She says, number one, take a bath, add some Epsom salts, essential oils, turn off the lights and light a candle, right? So a nice bath night. Number two, dry brush your body. 
Dry brushing helps increase circulation, release toxins, and detox old skin cells. Establishing a daily practice like this can help cultivate an appreciation for your body and inspire more of healthy body image. I've never done dry brushing before. And I really, when I read that, I was like, that's pretty cool. I really want to like get into that. And I always find it really nice too, is after a shower, like moisturize yourself. That's like really connecting with your body as well. Number three, she says, oh. <laughs> I was like, oh yeah, this is because I, I read this. When I was reading, I was like, oh, I do that. Number three, each day, take five minutes to moisturize your entire body and take a moment to thank your body for all that it does. That is so important. You guys, thank your body to increase self-love physically. Thank your body. Thank her for everything that she's done for you. Because you're listening right now, if you're on your hot girl walk, if you're doing the dishes, if you're studying, if you are working out, if you are doing some laundry, if you are cleaning up or whatever that you're doing, your body's doing it and you are healthy enough, God bless, right, to be doing those things. We need to appreciate what our body does. We're so focused on the aesthetic of our bodies that we forget about the productivity of our bodies and what we can do. Remember that. Number four, she says, lay down and show gratitude for each area of your body, your legs for taking you where you need to go, your lungs for never letting you down, your hands for everything they do for you, et cetera, right? So really just being present within your body and thanking it for what it does for you. And I've done that a few times after I work out and I'm like stretching and everything, I like in my head, like just say, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And I do my workouts on the Fit On app, which I've talked about before, which is free. Definitely download it. I love all the coaches on the Fit On app because before they start every workout and even after, they always emphasize like thanking your body for like being here, being with you. You have the ability to work out and become strong. Because there are some days where like I'm exhausted and I don't want to work out, but I always feel much better afterwards. So taking a minute to thank your body. The next stage, she says, is the self-trust dates. Number one, practice making decisions, looking for outside guidance. This could be as little as choosing where to go for lunch or buying a new item of clothing on your own. Start small and work your way up. The more trust in yourself, the easier it will become. Number two, Work on your ability to trust yourself by setting mini goals for yourself and follow through. Again, start small. Floss daily. Number four, work out twice a week. Number five, bring your lunch to work three times a week. Number six, say no to plans on Sunday so you have time to prepare for the week ahead. Number seven, book time each week to do something just for you. Put it on your calendar and commit 100% to yourself and say no to anything that tries to override your date with yourself. Number eight, find romance in your relationship with friends, family, and even at work with your coworkers. Begin to see that love is all around you. It's time to let it in, which I love too that 
you know, opening yourself up to your friends and family and even, you know, coworkers that you trust because it's exhausting putting up a front all the time because you don't trust just being your own self, right? Self-worth dates. Here we go. These are some of my favorite. Listen and tune into your intuition. Write a forgiveness letter where you let go of everything that is negatively affecting your energetic wellness. Ask the universe for help and tune into your intuition for guidance. Number three, rewrite your story. Go into detail. Be honest about why you feel you aren't as good enough to get what you want. Ask yourself why and where those thoughts and feelings come from. Take your time and let whatever comes up to come out onto paper. I suggest supporting yourself with the doTERRA's balance blend to help to stay emotionally grounded. She loves, um, she always refers a lot to the doTERRA's essential oils. So that's what she's talking about. Next, rewrite that story in a new way. There are no rules here. You are free to write it in whatever you want. Focus on changing the aspects of your story where you previously wrote about not being good enough. Allow your heart to guide the pen and emphasis on where you need more love and support. Be as specific as possible. Ask yourself what would need to change in order to feel worthiness and love in your life today. What would be different? What changes would you need to make at any moment? You have the power to rewrite your story. Why not today? I flipping love that. When I read that for the first time, I was like on the train trying to hold in all my, yes, yes, you should do that. Because we carry subconsciously, we carry this story with us of reasons we're not good enough. We label ourselves. Um, we give ourselves this like victim mentality story of like why things don't work out. This is why I'm single. This is why, you know, I have bad self-image. This is why I have low self-worth. This is why, you know, I can't make decisions. It's, it's victim mentality. And you have the pen and paper. You do. We do have a guided path from the universe, but we're also the editors of our stories. We can change the narrative. We have free will. Change the story you're giving yourself. I've been really trying to work on it because, you know, I get into this motion of I can't do certain things. Oh, because I have anxiety or I can't cope with things. Oh, because that's my anxiety, you know, creeping up where I give myself the story of I'm anxious. Where I could instead say I'm a person that has anxious thoughts, right? If I say I have anxiety or I am anxious, I'm giving the power to the anxiety that it rules over whatever I do. Or if I say, hey, I'm a person with anxious thoughts, I'm a person. That sometimes gets a little bit anxiety, right? Well, not sometimes, a lot. But it gives away that power. Do you know what I'm trying to say out loud? You're trying to make my thoughts make sense. But it's really important to rewrite the story you're telling you inside your head. I would tell myself all the time, I can't do that because I'm too anxious. I can't do that because I'm too shy. I can't do that because I'm not that girl, right? We always tell it. We always say to ourselves, oh, we're not that girl that, you know, falls in love. We're not that girl that's the best on our team or whatever that it is. Get rid of that story. We have the chance to rewrite it. 
And like she said, be really specific of what you want it to sound like. Because then you're manifesting the life you want to cultivate when you write out and rewrite your story. Number four, she says, think about the most trusted person you know. What would they say about you? See yourself through the eyes of your biggest fan. Number five, take yourself to dinner alone or eat lunch by yourself. You're pretty great, so set aside some time to get to know yourself. Number six, go for a walk in nature or watch planet Earth. That's I love planet Earth. That's a great documentary. Observe how natural it is for plants and animals to live solo, wild, and free. You will see that being alone is not a form of weakness, but a natural strength. Going into nature is one of the best things you can do for yourself. Do you think trees care about what other trees think about them? Do you think other animals care what you're doing? They're just doing what they do, just living freely. And we've really isolated ourselves from that because of the way that we live now throughout history. We used to live in nature and we completely severed ourselves from it. So get yourself back into fresh air, nature, listen to it, be with it. Because don't forget, we are nature. We are a part of it. Number seven, start to, or I'm sorry, let me re-say that. My brain just turned off. <laughs> start a forgiveness journal to keep with you. Each time you say something unkind to yourself, write it down into your journal. Do this as a practice to remember that you don't have to do anything extraordinary to forgive. It can happen in an instant. Simply write it down and choose again. Like, yes, forgive yourself. Because there are still days where I'm not nice to myself. I say very insulting things about myself to myself. And I don't necessarily write it down in a journal. But in that moment, I really work on being like, you know what? No, I didn't mean that. I'm sorry. That's, that's either my anger, my fear, my anxiety, whatever that it is. And I'm sorry. That's not the truth. Right? That inner dialogue. So important. And then here are her wellness essentials for self-love to really put a bow on it. She says, like attracts light. When we live in a high vibe lifestyle, we attract other high vibe opportunities, experiences, and support into our lives. You don't need to be on the latest dating app to have an amazing dating life. Go to the mirror. You're looking at your next date right there. Get creative with the ways you connect within yourself. Be committed to finding the right tools and practices to use as a foundation. Your dreams were gifted to you at birth. You wouldn't have them if they weren't meant to achieve them. Boom. Boom. I highly also agree with the like attracts light. You are not going to find opportunities to love yourself, to find, you know, self-worth and to trust yourself again if you're constantly putting yourself in situations or doing negative daily habits that don't support. Again, we are magnetic beings. We are. We are energy fields. Okay? It's science. We send out frequencies. I say this all the time and Again, the universe is a mirror. Other people are mirrors. So if you're constantly negative and complaining, guess what? You're only going to notice the negative things in your life. You're constantly going to be surrounding yourself with negative people. You're going to say negative things about yourself and have negative thoughts about yourself, about your life. 
And I know there's going to be some seasons and some hard seasons where that's the reality of your thoughts. And that's normal because we go in ebbs and flows of life and we can't constantly be in high vibe zones. But it's really important for us to practice trying our best to stay in not, I won't even say high vibe or like toxic positivity or whatever, but stay in a state of abundance. That's a good word for it, abundance, where you realize, yeah, life is going to throw things at me and life's going to be tough, but I always know I'm going to make it out of it in some way, shape or form of abundance, whether I'm going to figure out the solution to a problem, I'm going to communicate after a conflict with a significant other. I am going to improve myself in work after maybe some negative feedback, whatever that it is. I'm going to find opportunity in a change in my life. Abundance, abundance. And if you send out that you trust yourself to figure things out, you trust your the guidance of the universe, you trust your intuition, you trust the tug and the pull, you appreciate who you are as a person, you appreciate your body for what it does, you accept the dark shadow sides of yourself and work on healing, then all of a sudden, the self-love, the beauty of life starts presenting itself to you. And I'm, I'm really in practice right now starting to see it because I'm not going to lie to you. This past year um, was a rough season. It really was due to big changes of moving out of my parents' house and moving in with Nate. And then we had to do that big shift of the move that we weren't expecting. I had a really tough school year. And then I had a really, you know, tough summer of, you know, figuring out things with my job and like figuring out what I want to do and like all these things. And I was in survival mode. I kept getting hit, 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 with all these things. And I literally was asking the universe and just asking myself the intuition. I was like, why, why, <laughs> why do these things keep happening? And you probably sit there too, right? When things are like smashing in your face, you're like, why, why does this keep happening? Right? We say, why does this keep happening to me? Instead of being like, well, okay, why is this happening for me? That's the switch. And I was actually talking to Nate today because it's been our, our year anniversary of living together. And we were saying how I think this move to where we live now, being an hour away from everything I know, basically, which is not that far, but in Long Island time, it's far. Um, it's preparing us for the move. We want to move upstate to New York, where I then would be three and a half hours from my home instead of an hour, where when we were in our old apartment, I was only like 30 minutes a very easy drive to, you know, all my friends and family. And I was like, well, maybe I removed to this apartment to get, it's the prep for the big move that we're going to do. And that's the way of seeing it. And maybe my rough school year is now helping me appreciate what this school year is going to bring me. It was a lesson to learn of how to appreciate and realizing also too how to adapt to big changes and and you know maybe I was building a skill set in my teaching or you know it made me question 
you know, myself and look backward into myself of how do I make decisions to cultivate the life that I want? And, you know, which also pushed me to think over the summer to dive into life coaching and kind of see where that takes me and kind of rediscovering, you know, my identity and who I am again. And so getting back on the self-love journey and, you know, going to the gym and working out and, you know, making sure what I'm putting into my body is great and all of these things because last year I was just so tired and exhausted and being in survival mode, I was just going through the motions. And so I'm really taking the time now to reconnect with myself. And so that's why I really loved the first part of Jess's book in your 20s is self-love. Because that's one of the most important things in your life is self-love, which is crazy because no one really teaches you that. Everyone thinks the most important thing in life is getting a job, making the money, and being in a relationship and, and building a family, which are, again, all very, very important things as well. But what, the most important thing, before you can even get to any of that, is loving yourself. So take yourself on a dang date. Go out to eat. Go to a coffee shop, get your favorite coffee, sit down with a good book or listen to a podcast or maybe do some work or whatever, like creative work that you enjoy and just sit there with yourself. Take yourself out to lunch, right? And just be with yourself. Keep going on your hot girl walk. Go on a beautiful hike and just be, be with yourself, because when you're constantly looking for love and validation from external forces, it only leads to disappointment because no one's going to love you like you love yourself. Nobody. And people, you know, they're not mind readers and people are human and they're going to disappoint you. And that's why I think we feel like very unfulfilled in our life because we're missing the component of self-love. We're missing the joy of being by ourselves and just enjoying the things that we love, like our favorite show, our favorite book, our favorite music and singing along and dancing to it or our favorite place to go and our favorite ways to move our bodies because we're in this like rat race this hustle culture. We're not slowing the heck down. So slow down. Sit with yourself. Trust yourself. And then love yourself. And if you guys loved this first part, like I did, jump on the book club Slack conversation Join in the conversation with Jessica and I about part one and maybe see, are you going to do any of those self-love dates? Are you going to do a meditation? How are you, you know, maybe you can share how you want to connect with yourself this week and show yourself more self-love. I think Jessica and I, we would love to hear all those beautiful things. So the book club conversation Slack, it's in the show notes. If you just heard this first part and you want to get the book, again, it's 15% off, also linked in my show notes. And thank you guys again so much for listening. Please make sure to follow me on Spotify, rate, subscribe, and review. 
on Apple Podcasts. It would mean the world to me if you left a review, take time out of your day. I would absolutely love and be so grateful for it. If you love this episode, make sure to tag me. Tag, it's at your 20s. That's how you tag Jess. And you know, express how much you are loving the book so far. You know, you can DM me and, you know, ask me questions about it. You can also message in the Slack account. That's what the channel is for. And really just telling us how this book so far is impacting you. And I will talk to you guys next week. Next week is going to be all about relationships in your 20s. So get ready for that. Get the book, join the Slack account, and I will talk to you guys next week. Bye. Part of the Boundless Audio Podcast Network.